Fairpoint, and I'm Craig Lewis. I'm Nathan Kappeser. And this is our first episode. No, it's not. What do you mean? It's episode one. It says we, didn't, we did an episode last week. We have an introductory episode. But that doesn't count, right? No? I mean, it was our first. That was our first episode. But this is our first. Our first is technically our so second episode. Do, so then what do you consider last? Okay, so last week we did a introductory episode. It wasn't really a real episode, but we did it. We posted it up there. I don't know, like, do you consider Resident Evil Zero to be, you know, the, their first thing? No, you know, it was that was episode zero, this episode one, our first episode. I fucking hate when they do issue zero or episode zero or something. <sighs> Tell me about make, it, it's lame. It doesn't make sense, I don't get it. Like, something can't be, issue zero doesn't exist, that's what the concept of zero is. So does ground zero exist? <laughs> um, not anymore. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> The concept of zero exists, but it is a concept of inexistence. So pretty much <laughs> you're saying theoretical physics is obsolete? I think you're making big jumps between what I'm actually saying and this little interpretation. What, I, what I'm saying is I hate when people do an issue zero or an episode zero because to me that doesn't make sense. If it is your first episode, then it's episode one. So let me pose this to you, Nathan. We've only done one episode, and you've already become what you hate. Hey, you either die famous or you live long enough to become a podcaster, Craig. <laughs> Touche. You hit my own heartstrings right there. All right. I concede. Last week was episode zero. Even though that screws up our episode count, that means when we do our 99th episode, we've it's really going to be the 100th. Episodes. Our first episode. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm pretty excited, too, but not that excited. <laughs> the best thing to start off any real series with is zombies. Some real-life zombies. Oh, Jesus. I knew you were going to bring this up. Everybody knows about the tragedy that happened, right? The cannibalistic man who oh, yeah. ate the face. Everyone sure is treating it like a tragedy. So you're talking about the uh, Miami attack, I Yeah, assume. the incident on uh, Mr. Ronald Popo, I believe his name was. Uh, he just, you know. Mr. Popo? Popo. And he was the one that did the biting? No, he was the one that got bit. He was the homeless guy. Pecking order. <laughs> Somebody will get that. <laughs> he he was uh, the homeless guy, you know, just so just wait. trying to make ends meet, living, and along comes some naked guy named Rudy Eugene and starts eating his starts face. Chomping on his face. I, yeah, and I, what on, I heard. I thought they were both homeless. From what all the things I've read, I haven't seen anything saying that he was homeless, too. But, I mean, it's possible. I, I thought there hasn't been a lot of information released about the Rudy Eugene guy. So, so somebody To my understanding, this is what happened. This is what I've heard, and I'm hoping you can fill me in, because I haven't really given a lot of attention to this story like uh, some people have. Like um, <laughs> me, packing up my uh, cellar, getting it, <laughs> making it a bomb shelter, so... You know, stocking up on guns, ammo, and corn. <laughs> a man was assaulted and attacked by another man. and That is correct. Dozens of people, I don't know about dozens, but people passed them by and didn't react. Eventually the cop shows up. The man on, on top is naked. Yes. The other man is on the ground, and the naked man is eating his face. Is correct. taking bites yeah. out of his face. Now, well, think about it this way. You're a random person used to seeing homeless people. Okay, two bums fucking, whatever. You know, <laughs> they don't like they don't give it a second thought to be like, 
oh my god, he's eating him. You, you know the the footage that was found, you couldn't see it exactly happening. You know. Yeah, I didn't watch the video, but I, I had heard um, that. It, I have it, no interest in watching a man eat another's face, whether I can see it or not. Uh, sorry. I mean, I was just like, oh, here's the video. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just dumb curiosity, I guess. But uh, no. Yeah, that's what got you into that Friday debacle. We're not going to talk about Rebecca Black. Obviously, the first thing that um, everyone on Facebook and Twitter and uh, no one uses MySpace. Well, that one person might have. Tom. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing that everyone on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and Tom had to say about this was, like, zombies. Uh, the, the entire media was blowing up with zombie attack, zombies, zombies in Florida. Yeah. And I honestly, like, to tell you my honest opinion when I saw that was just like, okay, okay, Walking Dead's popular now. The general public like zombies for the last couple of years. Suddenly it's couple a popular years, thing. Yeah. Don't, I love zombies. I love zombies. To me, it was like, oh, cute guys. Yeah, you like zombies too. No, I forgot. Yeah, fucking dude just ate someone's face. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying that it was a zombie attack. I'm just saying it's at the point it was literally possible that it could have been, you know, patient zero. Maybe not in the sense that, you know, your classic horror zombies are, but like something that would affect the brain, you know, some kind of virus or whatever that would affect the brain that would give it cannibalistic tendencies with like crazy psychotic waves, you know, it could be like an actual virus where he might have been able to give it to the homeless guy. But um, I'm not there, saying that's completely out of the realm of possibilities. I'm just there are very few um, things in our brains that keep us from, you know, descending into like yeah, I mean it's actions like that. It's it, there's a few chemicals that your brain releases. It and stops yes, releasing one or two of them. Yeah, there, there's there's not a big jump between. It it can easily happen. All it takes is one snap, you know, and that's why there are psychotic people out there that do these crazy. Horrific things. We're all familiar with Barbara Streisand's career. Ugh. Oh, I got it. Threw me a curveball there. It's shaking up a little bit. <laughs> wow, I went from zombies to Barbara Streisand, and it was scary. Like I said, though, not a big jump. <laughs> and let's face it, even if it was, it really did end up that way. There's no way the government would let anybody know about it. You know, they're just going to cover it up and say, "Oh, it was bath salts." There if still it was isn't a disease. Yeah. Like one of those epidemic, like, oh, they, we, we're containing this, so you guys don't panic. If they thought they had it contained, yeah, maybe they might cover that up. But by the time they figure out they don't have it contained, it's already too fucking I late think time. I they'd cover it up if they didn't think they had it contained. Well, I mean, here's the thing to remember about the government is it's all just people doing jobs. You know, it is an entity itself, too, and it has, and it does act as an entity itself because it's been around so long. It has its own standards and procedures that... The government is one way. thing. So whether or not the government <laughs> would cover it up really comes down to who's at work that day. <laughs> um, it really matters on who's at work that day, like Ronald McDonald, Lady Gaga, Professor X. Yeah, I guess. There is set one set person that's in charge of making decisions at that point, and it go keeps on going up the chain. So, you know, it, the, the government is a wily contraption. I'm. It I is. mean, I I'm, wouldn't like to say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but there's some conspiracies I think that have happened. Yeah. I have a healthy distrust. But seriously, I mean, this guy was crazy. Poor, poor 
man that just sat there and took it for 18 minutes and lived. Face Did he, is gone. Was he conscious when the... Well, yeah. How can you... I mean, it's not like he was... How can you not... Well, you can go... Maybe he went into shock. Shock. I guess it's possible, but... started eating his face. I don't know. I guess it's possible, but, I mean, it, it, they said he was moving. So and they so, rushed him to the hospital, and... Yeah, we, we didn't... We kind of glazed over this, but the, the officer that showed up to the scene shot and killed the face eater, the yeah, naked man. The reports were like it took multiple, multiple bullets. Like he was fucking Tony Montana. Yeah, that aspect of the uh, story is a little unsettling that he shot him once the dude kept eating his face I guess. He, he just like shrugged it off like nah, 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 nah. that was when i first heard and it before anything about bath salts I, I still don't know anything about this bath salt stuff i assumed pcp uh, it seems that bath salts gives off the effects of pcp because on top of that there have been way more instances now um a woman just in oneida was just killed this past week uh, she ate some parts of somebody. Or no, she killed her kid. Just went wacko, and they said she was on bath salts, and she attacked a dog, and then they tased her, and her heart ended up stopping, and she died. Why do bath salts? Like, why does this sound like well, a good idea? I don't idea? know. I don't know anything about this stuff. It's like, like scary. Like, have you ever heard of um? Have you ever heard of um? Big Lurch? Is that a drug? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was a rapper, apparently. I, I wasn't really familiar with his work. I'm familiar with him because of this story. But apparently he was like, I guess he went, he did PCP. He went crazy, killed his roommate. Um, this was a, it was a woman and ate her lungs. I think it was, Oh, which is like, how do you even get to the lungs? Dig. <laughs> Jesus. You Christ. dig. That's, and then they I mean, she found was obviously him. dead by the time. Yeah. They, well, they found him wandering the streets, naked, covered in blood, like just like howling at the moon. So that could be why you think this guy was on PCP. Um, he was on PCP. Yeah, the autopsy. Or no, no, the, the Miami oh, guy. Oh, yeah. So the story is naked homeless man. Well, who was the homeless man? The one getting eaten or the one doing the eating? The one getting eaten was the definite homeless man. Okay. This, this other guy wasn't homeless. He just he got in an altercation with a homeless guy, jumped on him, and started eating his food. That's That's what um, I believe. Yeah, I, I mean, if. It's some if there is an article out there saying that he was homeless, I didn't read it. Well, so you saw the video. Was he struggling? Was the guy getting eaten struggling? No, no not really. So that's really. why I assumed he, he was unconscious. Like, I didn't see the video. He, he was but moving, I, but I mean, I, I don't know. Eighty. He was conscious when they brought him to the hospital. Okay. With half his face eaten. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, four fifths of his face eaten. They said eighty percent of it. He lost his left eye. They're still not sure if he's going to see be, ever be able to see out of his right eye. I don't even know. <clears throat> his entire forehead was gone, his nose was gone, and um, his right cheek was gone. All he has is, is his left cheek and his chin left. His lips are gone. That's that's horrible. That is the epitome of disgusting. I yeah, I, I mean, I feel so bad for this innocent man. All he ever did was not have a home. You know, he probably fell in some hard times himself sometime. And life just kept beating him with a stick, you know? It's like... Yeah, we. I mean, we've made a few jokes, but there's nothing funny to say about that. That is, That really is a tragedy. and It yeah. really is. And um, our hearts go out to whatever family he may have. And him. He's still alive. And him. He's he still is there. alive. He's he's and kicking it, though. From what um, other things that I've read was he has had a great spirit about all this. Like, what he finally woke up, and they were talking to him, and the first things he said was, go heat. Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. So. Oh, I thought you said go eat. 
It's I'm, happening! <laughs> it's like, oh my god, you were right. <laughs> I really... But anyways, a lot of people are saying bath salts, but so far, nobody can say whether or not it was bath salts. So what are bath salts? A drug. That's all you know? It's stuff that you could buy over the counter. It's not illegal. What is something you put in the bath with you, like, for your I, feet? See, is that's that what, what I was thinking, but I guess it's purely made with the intention to fucking do as a drug. How is it not illegal? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is something. Like Kind of like the designer marijuana which says yeah, it's an yeah. incense, incense but, it but it's not yeah. so this thing has it's, a covert name to make it sound like you use it in the bath yes but you're just supposed to but you're what do you do snort s- it snort it i think uh you can smoke it like crack too so i can yeah oh fuck i'm totally in like that. the crack oh that sounds awesome um <laughs> there wasn't any evidence yet well they say it's still a possibility but they haven't released it but they have released a preliminary toxicology report and our good friends at cbs news have brought us a nice little article um about what the preliminary reports did find and let me uh quote this article for you by the crime cider staff that's that's who the writing credit goes to yes the crime cider staff okay okay Listen to this. A preliminary review reportedly found presence of marijuana in Eugene's system, but it is doubtable whether the drug contributed to the face-chewing assault since marijuana doesn't usually spark violence, violent attacks, the Herald reported. Duh. Yeah. That's some you serious know? munchies. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, those are not bagel bites. You and the bagel bites. <laughs> What can I say? You can nuke them and pop them. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm interested to know, like, what are these bath salts? Like, we should we should do an episode on bath salts someday. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about what that. A, it might be a little touchy. A hands-on episode of bath salts, where we're just gonna take bath salts yeah, all day, right? And record what happens. This is it is like that McDonald's guy, right? The thirty days. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do 24 hours on bath salts in one room together. (laughs) Who will get eaten first? All right. As anybody who knows me knows, I am a really big fan of Broken Social Scene. Broken Social Scene. You could call them the Avengers of Toronto. The Avengers of Toronto. So, well, well, they're sort of a, they're comprised of assorted uh, musicians. Okay. But they don't fight crime. They, they don't, not directly. Do they have superpowers? So the band is comprised of um, various like musicians that are from the Toronto scene that are involved in bands that operate around the Toronto scene. Two of those bands, uh, two broken social scene-related bands at least, uh, had new albums come out uh, this past Tuesday, June 12th. Unrelated releases I, other than you know their relation through broken social scene, but they were both released on the same day. Cool, cool. Um, one of them... Is uh, Metric pretty well known band? Uh, I did not know about them. I didn't know about Metric, and I didn't know about this other band. They're relatively well but known there. Yeah, I guess. Um, I liked it. I liked the Metric song. Um, uh, what was it? Y- youth without youth. Youth without youth is the single. The uh, the album's called Synthetica. I mean, I actually I would probably give Synthetica a listen to. Yeah, you should um, check it out then. It's I, I liked the song. It was pretty pretty dope. You should if if you're interested in the band, you should check out their entire discography. If you if you're not okay. familiar with Metric, I don't recommend this to be your first album. But 
give it a listen. My personal thoughts on it. I'm a huge Metric fan. They're one of my favorite bands. I didn't hear anything that was too special on my first listen, though. But I'm, I'm sure it'll grow on me. Because their last release, Fantasies, I don't think I really heard anything that was that special on my first listen either. But now, I, I just about every one of those songs I love. So like I love rocking out, too. They're all like... There, it, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good song. The one I li- did listen to. Yeah, there's a video out for it. It's standard fair metric video. I mean, <laughs> no disrespect. It was all full of symbolism. I feel like when metric makes a video, they just rent out a big warehouse and bring a bunch of shit and do stuff. And dance just and randomly play their do stuff. Yeah, it's no no disrespect. I fucking love metric, but it's Emily Haynes being sexy. Yeah. There's a big Stanley Kubrick monolith. There's Dead Knight. Yeah, a bunch of tires and cake. Just cake. I like cake. It's it, it kind of like a cock rock feel to it almost. The really, you think so? Based on that one, this one little guitar thing. Okay. It's good. I'm not insulting it. I'm not insulting it at all. The other album that was released on uh, June 12th is uh, by a band called Cookie Duster. That's hands down. <laughs> A fucking brilliant name. <laughs> Do you know what a cookie duster is? No, but I want one. <laughs> it's a mustache. <laughs> yes! Makes total sense. Mustachios. Yes, it is. Like it. it dusts your cookies off. It has a good ring to it, even if you don't know cookie what duster. it is. Cookie duster. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is. It's a brilliant name for mustaches, and it, it is a brilliant album. The album is called When Flying Was Easy, and um, this is uh, Brendan Canning's early project. Brendan Canning is... Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, he's one of the two founders. The founders of Broken Social Scene are Kevin Drew and Brendan Canning. This is one of his old bands, and uh, I haven't heard any of their old stuff. I guess this was pretty, probably pretty local. I I can't get my hands on any of it. Oh really? Can't. <laughs> Surprise! You I. can't get your hands on something that's obscure. This album though is probably my album of the summer. I, I, so far it is, and it's probably that's cool thing. though. It's good to know that they finally got the shit out there. And it's good music. I mean, I, I liked it, too. I didn't like it as much as the Metric song, but the song that... What was the name of the song that, uh, you, that I listened to? Two Feet Stand Up. There's a, there's a video for yeah. that. Um, it was all right, but it, very, it, it was, it was pretty poppy. good. It's very poppy. It's um, the poppiest song off the album, but uh, I like it. The and video was pretty cool with like the art and canvas, and they were know, just yeah, the human. kind of like exploded from yeah. nowhere. I didn't notice that. The first time I saw it, I thought paint was just being thrown on them. But no, but it was just like a... Like kind of pops out of the pop. air. It's kind of cool. And it's then they um, go and they put it in reverse and take it off. It is artsy. It's cool. It was cool. The the album itself has uh you know it goes back and forth between um indie rock, electronica, and kind of folk. Yeah, and, uh, I, I can dig it. I definitely can dig it. It was something that I just heard and I was like, all right, you know, I was grooving to it and tapped my feet. I'm like, all right, all right, let's let's do this. Yeah, you know that is a great song. I'm not gonna put that song down at all. I I actually like that single better than the metric single i'll say no i'm not picking favorites but i'll say hey there we go and but, i'll and i'll say that the metric single is better uh, all right but, <coughs> that's fair um they, but see we don't always the agree album it doesn't give a uh, necessarily a feel for the album the album it, it, it's scope it's is a lot greater than that yeah which i'm well, sure they'll make clear with anybody that might be familiar with this band or with any of the broken social stuff you will you should know that no one song can really define their whole album. Yeah. I mean, it's there's so many, there's so much width, diversity. I think that's one of the reasons why it's your fa- one of your favorite bands. They have they definitely have a wide ass range of musical talent in them. If you're not familiar with any of these three bands we've 
we've mentioned, check out Broken Social Scene. Um, all in all, though, two great albums, uh, some of the best releases I've heard this year. So check them out. Maybe not my, maybe not the best metric release, but a great release. Check them out. Um, another thing happened to the two of us. Well, me personally, I started collecting cards again. I don't know. It's like an addiction, man. I, it's This is my PCP. I'm starting to collect oh. cards. They're cool, man. Autograph cards, Don't jersey cards. Face. You want that stuff, so and sports, you want your sports, sports cards. cards. Yeah. Okay. Just one sport in particular? Or? Uh, mostly football. Okay. But but I do collect baseball, too. Okay. I know those are the two sports you follow, yeah. correct? Yeah. Those are the two main sports I, I follow. I am not into sports. You know this. Right. I, I'm not really a sports guy, but I don't. I do also have a pretty sick card from when I was younger. It's like a see-through filmation Professor X special card. Awesome. Yeah. See, those are the type of pretty, cards I... It's pretty crazy. Yeah, you say collecting cards, you automatically think sports cards. Yeah. I hear collecting cards. I think X-Men cards, Magic Gathering cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my, my first, when I say card collecting, I think, oh, baseball, you know, the hobby that pretty much got so popular that it was driven into the ground in the late 80s and throughout most of the 90s, um, those cards are pretty much worthless. And yeah. they're they're just mass produced garbage. That's what happens, yeah. You know, but it's actually coming back in a big way. That's um, what happened with comics in the nineties too, because comics got really yeah. popular again in the nineties and suddenly every like issue one that came out was like collector's edition. This shit's gonna be right. worth something and, and it wasn't because it was yeah. eighty thousand made per state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's millions upon millions manufactured. Uh but now cards coming back in a big way because they're doing like a lot of special cards cards where there's only like less than 25 in the series of this actual or this exact card um 25 made like serial numbered cards uh they're like they have pieces of game worn jersey uh from the players pants um patches pieces of the football in, in the cards yeah pieces of the fabric put into the cards they're really cool especially with a lot of the art they could do with it and then they also have autograph cards and they have that's swatch. I mean, it's really cool what what they're doing with these things. Obviously, you know, you cut up a jersey, you only got so many stuff, so many pieces you can make. Doesn't it ever weird you out? Maybe that like your card rubbed against the nutsack of a, well, you probably. Why would the jersey be rubbing <laughs> against the nutsack? You said they have pieces of Some the pants. Some parts of it, yeah. I got a Derek Jeter one with his pants. And does this please you, Craig? <laughs> um, <laughs> when the dollar signs pop my eyes ten years from now, yeah, but. Just so long as it's a dollar sign popping <laughs> in your ass. But anyways, I needed to get some stuff from... I went online and got an irate deal. They wanted to charge me like 17 bucks to ship a $5 item. Uh, it seems a little out of the question. So I went down to the mall and went to a local shop. And this is actually the second time I brought you into the shop. Uh, I don't remember what I was looking for the first time. I don't remember what you were looking oh, for. Oh, I, I do um, now. I, I think I was looking for a specific team shirt that I thought was there, a local team shirt. Okay. Um, and it wasn't. But I just remember that I found a big ass bin of Beanie Babies. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm like, and I'm sitting there like, all right, I'm ready to go. And he's like, at first he's like, okay, yeah, whatever, the card shop, yeah, sports cards, okay. And I'm Not like, okay, we're ready to go. But, but you and came. He, I see me. him like digging into the pile of Beanie Babies, <laughs> and I'm like, oh dear it was, lord. It was more. It was more like. Of nostalgia, thing. yeah. <laughs> I don't like collect <laughs> Beanie Babies, but <laughs> admit it, your house is full of more. You have more Beanie Babies than an old cat lady has I, cats. It's not like I don't. 
currently collect Beanie Babies. (laughs) When I was younger, I did. When I was very much younger, when I was a child and Beanie Babies had first come out. This was the 90s. Um, I was born in 85. You go look up when Beanie Babies came out and do the math because I don't feel like doing it. I thought they were cool. And I had a bunch as a kid. So to see, see I was still like, I was still like, I'm collecting this Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. It's gonna be worth a million dollars. It was, it was a nostalgia trip. And looking through there, and yeah, I bought uh, tie dye bat. Uh, it was a, it's kind of like a dark purple, black, bat. Yeah, with little Velcro wings, so we can hang on to things. Bats are cool. I, and then you specifically like had some fun with this after I, I saw some pictures posted on on facebook like the bat holding a cup of coffee (laughs) (laughs) and which is really funny because it's something that i kind of did with a rubber giraffe and uh (laughs) you did what with a rubber giraffe i uh i had i found a rubber giraffe at work one day and and i I don't know if i want to hear the rest of this it was a little toy no it was a little toy and i named him jeffrey and i brought him with me to to new york city and i was like taking pictures of him in front of the letterman building and I'm scared that the rubber giraffe might be a name to some secret toy I don't no, know about. No, it's an actual rubber giraffe, and his name is Jeffrey. <laughs> so this time I go in to get the stuff, and he's like, yeah, I'll just hang out here outside or whatever. And I go in to ask the guy, and he points me over to him, and then I get my eyes stuck on something after I pick up what I want. I start looking through some cards, and I, I look over. I, I'm going, I look over, something catches my eye. I start rifling through a bunch of cards, and I look over, and there's Nathan just like, oh, comics. Wow, you know, because especially for a place that's called sports, has sports cards in the title of the store, you know, you think it's just having to do deal with sports. There's sports in the window. All the stuff is sports memorabilia and whatever just hanging out there. But you go in and there's a lot of cool stuff. It's, it's a hobby shop just for hobbyists. I mean, they, they had Simpsons action figures on the wall. and Yeah, I mean, the, the store definitely has a um, – it's definitely sp- – sports centric but it has yeah stuff i never knew because i never thought to look in that store until you brought me in there never would have thought they had beanie babies that that never would have thought they would have had comics oh my god they had so three many for comics. a dollar now you do the math on that one that <laughs> and that is insane the thing. stuff three for a dollar <laughs> comics are usually worthless and and not like uh good comics. awful psa comics <laughs> and but like wendy's comics and so you're bound to find a hundred copies of, of Spawn and uh, other assorted like early image comics and right. Marvel. You're gonna find tons of Marvel in DC, but none of the none of the greatest issues are gonna be in there. But I think you find gems because I don't know half the comics I like. I just like to get because when I was a kid, I wanted to get so much shit and I didn't have paychecks. Uh, so now I do. So, like, so now you do go and get them. Yeah, it's cool to see comics Pick up from, n- it's, it's, from when I was a kid. It's more nostalgia factor again. Back then. Yeah, and, back. Yeah. And we each got a stack of comics. Uh, yours is considerably greater. I bought so many comics. I spent eleven dollars, and I have probably four pounds of comics in my hand. So I got four dollars in comics. I got, but I got twelve cool ass comics. You know, you might want to hear about us. Some Flash comics. You know, the Flash is super cool. Uh, I got some Green Arrow comics. I'm another how many, Green Arrow fan. How many of the Flashes have there been? How many different Flashes? Yeah. There's three. Okay. Then I got Spectacular Spider-Man with with uh, Punisher shooting Spider-Man. This He's caption shooting is awesome. Spider-Man? He's got a gun pointed at Spider-Man over the ground. And there's this guy in the background that's just like, 
You can't refuse the persuader. Do it. Kill Spider-Man now. <laughs> That's the, my villain voice. The persuader? <laughs> the persuader is the villain in the background. I must say, I love Marvel comics. I've never <laughs> heard of the persuader. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He, he's like the peer pressure superhero. <laughs> he's like, yes, you will do that. Do it, LSD. Do it, Billy. Smoke the joint behind the school. <laughs> <laughs> like in that uh, daytime. Do the car- bath salts. Eat his face. <laughs> Just like in, you know, the... The cloud of smoke in the after-school PSA back in the 90s, the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> just like, mm, yes, yes, you want to smoke. Yeah, pressure, <laughs> peer pressure. I got a Batman Year 3 comic. Apparently, he went straight from Year 1 to Year 3. And, of course, you know, some Infinity War for everybody. Everybody likes the Infinity War. It's got a really cool cover with all the X-Men fighting the Avengers. <laughs> Everyone like You got... Thing versus Colossus, uh, Wolverine fighting on uh, Captain America over here, Cyclops shooting at another guy with a shield. <laughs> I, I don't know. I found a bunch of stuff. Um, I got some Spider-Man stuff. There's one particular one I remember having as a child that I don't. I think it was maybe ruined and uh, flood damage with uh, Spider-Man Gambit and the Black Cat on the cover. Those were, three of, those were always like three of my favorites. Like So that was really cool to have something with them three on the cover and to find that again for 35 cents more or less. 33 cents, I should say, I guess. Some Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman's cool. I got the, F, the issue of uh, X-Men where uh, Scott Summers and Jean Grey get married. Aww. I had to scoop that up. I got uh, issue one of Cage. Um, I got issue one of this series called Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, which is worth shit. Um, it was published by Tops. The thing that confuses me about that is I, I saw that, and it is a pretty cool cover, but there's no Cadillacs on the front. <laughs> it's um, See, it's not a great series. It's not... No no offense. Well, it's a Tops series. I mean. it's, it's not a great series. I absolutely love it just because it's pulp dinosaur bullshit, and I love <laughs> stuff like that. This came yeah. out back when they were doing like Jurassic Park comics, and I'm a Jurassic Park no, that was my Star Wars as a child. So I like I was buying those Jurassic Park comics. I would always see ads and previews in the back of them for Cadillacs and dinosaurs. And uh, I had an issue or two as a kid. I, I love finding them. It, half, yeah. the, half the books and comics that I buy, I love hunting for both books and comic books and old used ones. And I don't usually – half the time, you know, don't get me wrong, I love reading good books and reading good comics. But – when I'm going hunting for used books and used comics, I just want something cool because I'm a hoarder for them. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, it's and, definitely yeah. that. The uh, the title's all shiny and there's a giant T-Rex on it, like, biting some shit. Two of them. Actually, I think they're Carnotosaurs. Sorry. Oh, dinosaur, whoa, dinosaur whoa. Nut here. You just You just went all uh, Dr. Grant on us. Speaking of Dr. Grant, and that's fucking weird, dude. Because the next one I pull out is uh, it's a Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. There's two issues written by Alan Grant. There's no doctor. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I didn't buy them because they're written by Alan Grant, though that is a bonus. Um, but they're they're called Tao. I love Taoism. I'm I'm uh, really into Taoism, and I'm very interested to see what these hold. I haven't heard of them. They're uh, from the Legends of the Dark Knight series. Then I got a uh, an issue of Batman from Night Quest with. I got it because Catwoman's on the cover, and Catwoman... Was your first fictional crush? She was. She was, I guess. Yeah, she was. She's she's one of my favorite. She's always been one of my favorite characters. And Mine was Jessica Rabbit, but I think we all know why. So I also found, like, uh, four issues of the old Catwoman 
comic series, which I've read them, and they're really not good. But they're Catwoman, and I love okay, that. Okay, now, he- here's a trivia question. What was worse, that Catwoman series or the Catwoman movie with Halle Berry? Um, I never saw it, but uh, I would have to say the movie because at least that Catwoman series is about Catwoman. That movie wasn't it about It wasn't Cat about Catwoman? <laughs> no. The Catwoman movie wasn't about Catwoman? No. I didn't see it either. What, what was it about? It was about... I don't know. I don't even know what her name was. Halle Berry's played some girl. She got the powers of the ancient Egyptian goddess Bestet. So it's not really a Catwoman, but it, but it's still a DC movie, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it has nothing to do with Selena Kyle. They just kind of remade Catwoman. Yeah, it's. I guess it's supposed to be a revamp of Catwoman, but I refuse to even acknowledge it as such. It's it's about a totally different character. Is it more like the Earth of Cat, Catwoman? Sure. Are you are you kidding me, Craig? No. Dude, you're speaking blasphemy to me. Dude, she's like one of my favorites. She was perfect. She was perfect. Oh, ooh! I wish oh. I could do that roll of the tongue. That was a little sexy. <laughs> I was more of a at that in that series. I was more of a Burgess Meredith fan. He's the Penguin. Okay, that's an interesting name he's got there. <laughs> well, there's also the uh, the co- Mickey from Rocky, the coach. You gotta get killed, Rock. That's the penguin? Yeah. No way. I had no idea. Now that you say that, I it's it's clear, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool. That is yeah, he's uh he was probably one of my favorites from that series. Don't get me wrong, Adam West is awesome. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That series is cool. That series is not It's very campy. Batman, it's not the it's not the But it's Well, it is Batman, but it's not the Batman everybody associates with now. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> the, Batman. Yeah. It was more the quirky, campy Oh, gee golly, holy darn. That's true. Yeah, Batman. We do try to say Batman has always been this. And no, Batman. No, I, if you is, if anybody's seen issue ago, one man. of Batman, there's never a panel where he's not smiling. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get you. I'm locking you up. And he's got this like creepy like pseudo smile. <laughs> Just like, I'm having fun. <laughs> now, this is pretty cool. I found some... Uh, some Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. See, uh, I fan. never knew that there were comics. I just knew about the video game. What? Really? Yeah. Loved them as a kid. When I've looked at them as an adult, they're not, you know, all that great. So, wait, you said you're only familiar with Turok from the video games? Yeah. Turok came out in, like, the 40s, maybe? It wow. was one of the old, like, it was way before the video comics. games. Yeah. They were, like, those pulp, like, science oh, okay. fiction comics. Yeah, then Turok was revamped in the 90s. Probably because of Jurassic Park, and then shortly after the comics, the video. Why games not? Came. Everybody was on a dino kick then. <laughs> then I got a whole stack of Wizard magazines. So, um, that actually kind of ties in to today's topic, as far as you know, uh, superheroes and comics are, are big now. Uh, there was a huge blockbuster that came out recently, and that is what we're going to be talking about today. Just the facts. The Avengers is a superhuman team created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, first appearing in 1963, consisting of a constantly rotating roster of Marvel Comics superheroes. They take on the responsibility of handling unconventionally troublesome threats that cannot be quelled by military action or individual heroes. Which would be supervillains. Usually. And galactic threats. Yes, sometimes it's um, it's not always supervillains, but it usually is. But, I mean, it's not like they go and fight natural disasters, right? The Phoenix is a natural disaster. If you want to get technical. But was was that... I thought that was just the X-Men. 
Well, the current comic series that's going right now, Avengers versus X Men, is the big multi like title event. The that's about the Phoenix. When I first asked you about it, you're like, "Yeah, it's all right. It's just a bunch of panels of them fighting each other and stuff." But you know, the story uh, what, is it about the Phoenix about to explode or whatever? I mean, that maybe the first two issues or maybe the second issue or something was pretty much all just fighting. It's it it feels forced to me. It feels the conflict seems forced. Cyclops seems irrational. I understand that there has been a couple years. There's been a couple years of buildup throughout the continuity of X Men and stuff like. There's mutants are an endangered species right now. Like their their numbers were cut down to like a few hundred or something. And uh, well, if you want to think about irrational, just look at it this way: Phoenix is is his love. You know he before like yeah. So there's even more. There's tons of continuity backing up the way Cyclops is acting. Right, but, but isn't not, Phoenix Jean Grey? It's it had it had um, used Jean Grey as a host. Oh. And now it's using Hope, who was supposed to be the mutant messiah, supposedly, as a host. And, okay, so then the Phoenix is trying, you know, he's in defense of it because they don't want him to destroy their messiah. Well, first of all, the fact that it's their messiah, I'm sure he thinks it's... it's uh, Biblically significant? Divine, like it's, it's supposed to happen. The Phoenix is a force of destruction and rebirth. That's kind of what the Phoenix in our mythology on Earth, right. on real-world Earth, represents even in the marvel universe it's a force of destruction and rebirth also so like he thinks this is the event that will trigger you know how mutants are supposed to be the next step of evolution right it'll it'll be like a he thinks this is an important event for evolution now don't get me wrong i think everything that i'm explaining to you right now that's great dude that is the overall story and i think it's great but it feels forced and rushed they need i think they needed to spend a little more time developing this this specific story of avengers versus x-men i got gotcha. it yeah it, it and so what they're in defense of phoenix and obviously the avengers are sent to take it down so it doesn't happen they're sent to yeah take hope into custody and cyclops is like no and they they go at it and it, it makes sense i like and, the story but so like just, just because cyclops says no like, do the rest of the X-Men just, like, follow in line because it's his orders? Or do they feel this way about about it as well? Like, are they... No, they pretty much follow behind him. It's, uh... So Wolverine's just like, oh, yeah, well, Wolverine hey, Wolverine is also an Avenger. Wolverine's caught in the middle. Right. So Wolverine, But Wolverine's caught in the middle between Avengers and X-Men. I won't, like, spoil where it's headed. Wasn't near as impressive as the movie. Um, Avengers vs. X-Men wasn't as impressive as the multi-million dollar blockbuster... <laughs> the avengers yeah i'm shocked probably says something about (laughs) why the comics industry is dying avengers we're a little late you know talking about that avengers been out for a month now uh we saw it on second night yeah that movie was dope oh yeah it was fucking excellent when i saw the first tv spot on the super bowl i was like yeah whatever avengers i'm not a huge marvel guy so and I never really took huge interest in the Avengers. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I didn't really pay too much attention to it. Um, I was like, the Iron Man movies have been awesome. You know, Thor was pretty good. I hadn't seen Captain America by the time yet. But, yeah, it, it was like, whatever. And then as the time came closer, you know, I see more and more stuff. And I was like, this looks pretty damn cool. And then a huge hype came for it. And I'm like well, this is going to be pretty fucking cool. And then, so I went in, like, 
not just just hoping it didn't disappoint, you know. So, and it exceeded all my expectations on a large scale. Well, they're doing the Iron Man movie. They said there was plans for the Captain America, the Thor movie that yeah. this is happening. While it was all still, because this has been in the works for a while, I was a little skeptical. I was like, you know what, the, the Iron Man movie was great. Um, honestly, I really liked the uh, first two Spider-Man movies. I know a lot of people aren't big fans of them. I didn't like the third one. Uh, I liked the first one. The second one was, it was like one of those, it increasingly got worse. I'm not a big fan of the X-Men movies. Me neither. Um, but, uh, again, I, I in that one, I thought that the first one was okay, the second one was bad, and the third one was awful. I was uh, thinking, you know, how are they going to make this movie work? Like, I can see these superhero movies working individually, and like these teams like X Men or Fantastic Four. I didn't like the Fantastic well, that's Four movies. What we really have, but what moviegoers don't really look at is the team dynamic thing is something that's extremely difficult to pull off well in a, in a motion picture. You know, because you got each individual personality, and they're widely different, but they're all heroes, you know, but they never seem to ever grasp it. It takes a really good writer to do that. And Joss Whedon fucking Ooh. nailed it. This was only his this second movie. It. You know, that this was his second film. What was his first? Serenity. I was skeptical about them making it work, but within the last year, maybe a little more than a year, I, I was, I was pretty excited and was okay. pretty sure that they made this work. And let me say, it, it, on all levels, everything that happened, they're fucking brilliant. Disney saw this shit coming before this happened. A few years ago, Disney bought Marvel. You know, they dropped a few billion dollars on it. They were like, "Fuck it, we know it's coming back." We know what's coming. Like they, they're geniuses. Right. They have millions. Not well. They have well, so many people working for them that are geniuses that they've hired like the best people in the areas to of make business. the best decisions they figured there. This shit out. And and it's almost sad how good Disney really is at their job, <laughs> and they're just money producing machines. Even with their garbage, though, like their straight well, to DVD it's not movies. Always garbage. Oh yeah, but that's and the stuff thing, like that. Like they're animated. Afford, they can do it. They can afford to produce garbage. But you know what? They still make money off of yeah. it. Yeah. Because that's how they do. They oh, don't come see it once. Fucking buy it. You re- you liked the Little Mermaid, right? Well, why wouldn't you like Little Mermaid too? <laughs> <laughs> you know, your kids will you, they'll buy it because most Absolutely. people aren't buying it for themselves. They're buying it for yeah. their kids. And they're like oh, and yeah, it's adults who are like oh, I love the Lion King when I was young. I'm going to get it for my four year old. Yes, they trust they trust Disney because they're like oh, of course Disney makes quality stuff. The Avengers movie. Oh yeah, the other Disney product. I'm I mean not to say that I didn't have my complaints. I know you had but your complaints. There um, weren't like complaints. They were more like, okay, I'm 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 a critic. I can say good and bad things about anything I see. Usually, I know one of your complaints was we saw it in 3D. You didn't like the 3D effects as much because it wasn't like it was a very subtle 3D. It did have its moments, but it was mostly subtle. Where it's just like the backgrounds looked like they popped out. You know, yeah, I'm not a big fan of there, you, 3D you in general. I'm the not depth in it. Um, me neither. I always thought, oh, this is just another fad. But after seeing the Avengers, it's not that I think that it's just like a fad, another fad that's going to go away. But I think that's the next evolution in normal movie making. 3D, like like that, where it's not like I think it's showing off fad. the effects, you know, with the subtle 3D. Like that's the next step in in just a normal going to the theaters. There's no more 2D. It's just this. I don't think so. 
it makes you feel like you're kind of there, you know? I it's never been a I've seen 3 movies in 3D. I saw Avatar, Harold and Kumar, and Avengers. Um and, and Avengers. I've seen Nightmare Before Christmas and the Avengers. Okay, ooh, I would have loved to see Nightmare Before Christmas. It was Christmas. awesome. See, for movies like that, I need to see a movie like that. Now, Avatar is kind of like that, completely computer animated, but I need to see like a Toy Story or something, you know, a Pixar movie in 3D. Right. That I might enjoy more. It like, it's de- it definitely works better. Honestly, with 3D does less for me from losing myself in it and feeling like it's real because suddenly it looks fake. It looks like a computer simulated image suddenly when it's like 3D and Okay. Tony Stark looks separate from the environment and stuff. But I see that the the, the, the thing that I'm saying is I think that's the next step just normal thing not oh, with the glasses that. yeah, I know. but I'm that's just, I'm just expressing my opinions okay. on 3D but like it surprised me that it's 3D effects were the least impressive of the three movies I've seen that Harold and Kumar 3D had more impressive 3D effects No, I than didn't the see Avengers. I didn't see Harold and Kumar in 3D but I know the spots I um I don't know the the 3D doesn't really affect my opinion of it as a film I could care less like I couldn't care less I should say Right um no, it was it, that doesn't affect my opinion of it as a film at all. Um, I don't know the Hulk. I thought the Hulk was a little too CG. I liked it. Everyone likes it. Everyone tells me they like it. I thought it was a little bit like when he's. Don't get me wrong. I think it should. He should have been a combination of CG and practical effects. He, okay. When he's jumping around, fighting the helicopters and everything, that looks fucking great. And a lot of the things the Hulk does looks great. Right, but there are times when I feel like, it, like especially with his face, and um, when he's when he's interacting with the other Avengers and stuff, when he's actually interacting with another character, right? I feel like it didn't look real. It looked CG. It looked like a video game graphic um, standing next to a real standing person. next to a real person, and it looked great. It looked like a great fucking graphic, but I could tell. You know what I okay. mean? Okay, it was the Hulk. The Hulk was portrayed better than he was in the other Hulk movies. Ed Norton would have been cool to see, but that's no no fault to uh, Mark Ruffalo. No fault to Mark Ruffalo at all. Like he did a great job. I I'm not I'm not. I thought he I actually thought he did a better Bruce Banner than Norton. I th- I felt like he fit it better. Now supposedly also he was supposed they were they were told specifically to play different stages in Bruce Banner's life. Okay. So that's also just like um I guess uh Captain America Steve Chris Rogers. Evans. Oh Chris Evans. I guess Chris Evans plays Captain America differently in the Avengers than he plays him in the In the movie Captain the, America. Yeah. It was great. You know Lou Ferrigno did the Hulk voice. Yes. My other complaint that's just a uh aesthetic complaint. My complaint with the with the way the movie the plot, the way it was structured, all that is Hawkeye got screwed. Okay. <laughs> Hawkeye got fucking screwed, dude. He really did. They didn't have to put him in the movie. They really didn't have to put him in the movie. But they did. And if you're going to put him in the movie and put him in all the promotional material as... Have it, him interact with yeah, the other they Avengers. Yeah, really made it seem like he had as much weight as everyone else did. Right. Well, in a way and he did, but it was like a douchey way that they did it. it, it but there didn't. was a cool... He, he was a bad guy, and yeah, he was integral to the plot. Black Widow got more attention than he did. Black Which Widow and Hawkeye were the two characters that were like, they don't have their own movies. They're not as well known like to the right. general public. Well, I think Comic that might be 
partially the reason why they did that. They put them more. They weren't one of the but, star players. But they didn't do it to Black Widow. And I'm not saying, oh, they should have done it to Black Widow. But, you know, every character. Personally. Every character got equal billing for that movie almost. And then, don't get me wrong. Everyone knew people were coming to see Robert Downey Jr. Right. <laughs> and of Sam course. Jackson. Um, my like, one thing is there are scientists that they had working on the, the Energon Cube. The te- Tetra. The guy from Thor. The scientist that was working in the Avengers was the scientist in Thor? Yeah, it was Natalie Portman's friend. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not catch that. I personally, but I personally thought that that should have been Hank Pym working on it. Well, he was, I guess that that guy is friends with him. He mentioned it in Thor. He he was supposed to mention him by name, but it got cut or something. But he, uh, okay. he said, I got a friend I can email in Thor, and he was talking about him. I, I wish that that was my only that's my only true complaint with the movie was why did you have to fuck Hawkeye the Hulk I could deal with that it's it's whatever CG's in every movie it, it was that that's just kind of a me nitpicking me picking out something to be like yeah you know what that wasn't perfect okay the rest the rest of the movie was great that was my only true complaint I I was a huge fan I thought the chemistry was the biggest thing f- between the entire group the entire yes. cast together it was believable it was genuine it's exactly how you think it would have played out for the first time meeting like that <laughs> you know what i think's cool is stan lee agrees with me he wants to uh he he really wishes spider-man could be a part of the avengers movies he can't because sony owns the rights to spider-man as a film see the thing that bothered me was yeah i would love for spider-man to now sony owns spider-man as a film i guess as a film and so this next amazing spider-man's a sony picture yeah, I think so. Don't quote me. I'm pretty sure it's Sony. Whoever it is, that company owns or Spider-Man, and it's not this. It's not Disney, and I don't. Even though it's that. Marvel Studios, that can't trump it and be like. No, because they made them before. Like now, any new movies, Disney, Disney, and Marvel aren't going to let any new movies come into any other production. Studios. But you would think because it's a Marvel trait, it's it's, it's like, overall owned by Marvel, so it's like. Yeah. But it's just listen. Like if we want to put them in our movie, Marvel movie, we're we're gonna put them. You know in why our... we're never gonna have another South Park movie is because Paramount Pictures owns the rights to South Park as a movie, and Paramount Pictures and Comedy Central and Matt Stone and Trey Parker don't get along. Matt Stone and Trey Parker get along great with Comedy Central, right? But well, that's because Paramount Comedy Central Pictures. rolls over for them. <laughs> they, <laughs> right. they pretty much own Comedy Central <laughs> by now. They're like, listen. You, if it wasn't for us, you guys probably wouldn't have a channel anymore. You guys would be in the dark. <laughs> they, they would. I really think that Comedy Central wouldn't be there if it wasn't for, anymore. I don't think it would have lasted. No, I, I agree. Without um, and, uh, South Park, I agree that they're heroes. Yeah, men. that's why there's not ever going to be another South Park movie because even though Comedy Central owns the rights to the South Park and all those characters, not even Matt Stone and Trey Parker, Comedy Central does, but they're loyal. They well, let Matt Stone and Trey Parker keep creative control over it. Right. And, uh, but Paramount Pictures owns the rights to those characters as in a movie, in a feature That's film just shitty. Yeah, the law is fucked It's up. real shitty. And personally, I think Sony should get their heads out of their asses, and they should collaborate. Yeah. Because Unfortunately, this is the same reason we never I mean, get this to see is, I have a theory, man. My theory is now bust. I was like, that's why they're rebooting Spider-Man so soon. Well, hey. Maybe. He's gonna be in the Avengers. Maybe nothing's nothing's out. Yo, if Stan Stan Lee said he wants it, 
I know it, it is sad that Stan, Stanley is also like, look, I don't have control over the movies. That's all right. Hollywood. That's up to them. So it's not like Stanley's not going to put his foot in and throw a gear in the wrenches. But I'm just saying, if Stanley wants it, like at least it's not just me who's like, damn, I really wish Spider-Man could be in the Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. That, it was cool. I heard Stanley say that in an interview that he's like, oh, I wish Spider-Man could be in that movie. Like, <laughs> That's an awesome Stanley. Yeah. So were you were you uh, privy to E three at all? Um, as in a lot of the stuff that's. No, were you there, Craig? Was I there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was. I can't. I wasn't. You there. can't neither, say I wasn't. Neither of us were at E three. <laughs> I saw a nice little interview with a creative director of uh, the Alien Colonial Marines game. Oh yeah, that that looks. That looks great. pretty I cool. I love Alien. If I don't spoil Prometheus for me, anybody. I say that someone's gonna spoil it for me on Twitter. Yeah, no, right they now. definitely are. Yeah, it, but did you see the? Um, there's a new Avengers game coming out. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's coming out I'm, for. That's why you mentioned E3. You kind of can threw me off the target there. <laughs> I wasn't expecting <laughs> like I that. I thought we were off of banter. <laughs> I thought we were on a different topic. Oh, now we're talking about E3. Okay, well this was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was our Avengers episode, ladies and gentlemen. See ya. No, uh, there's an Avengers. It's called Avengers: Battle for Earth. There was a trailer. It's going to be on the uh, Xbox Connect and the Wii U. Is it only on the Connect? Because I don't have a Connect. No, Craig. It's going to be on the Xbox 360 Connect and the Wii U. Wii U too. It's going to be on two systems, Craig. Okay. The Xbox and the Wii U. But does that mean can I play it without oh. the Connect? Oh, I understand. I only have the 360. I don't have a Connect attachment. I assume. No, I'm pretty sure it's a motion can. control game. Oh yeah, it's a fighting game. It's a, f- it's well, I think it's like, a, a, wait, it's a not fighting, like a like. It, I think it's like a fighting game, but it's an actual like you progress through the storyline and everything. Like, well, they do that in all the new Mortal Kombat's too. Well, no, I mean like I think I don't know. Little known about it, but it's it is like a fighting game. You if fight each other, but you fight each other in like a three round battle with, with mo with moves and um like for example Thor, you like reach up towards the sky and that summons lightning. And then you point towards your opponent, and that shoots the lightning at the opponent and stuff I like that. I think that might be a bad idea. Mostly after seeing Star Wars Connect, the it's not responsive enough. So like, the reviews that I read said that the that it was pretty responsive. The Hulk, you can like clap, and that does this like thunder clap. Like they all have their moves. But yeah, they they only demoed it on the Connect. So no one's played it on the Wii U yet. Well, I'm sure developers well, have played it on the Wii U. Yeah. But, well, um, you mean nobody that doesn't own a Wii U yet <laughs> because yeah. it's not released yet? Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't exactly. played it? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, like it, it follows like the Secret Invasion storyline, which is with the scrolls and everything. Cool, cool. Yeah. Now, I heard something about what you were talking about with the movies, uh, Sony owning Spider-Man, you know, so the mo- one thing. I heard that's why they weren't doing Skrull for Paramount because somebody owned it. That's why they used the Chachari in this movie. They they weren't allowed to use the Skrull. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Um, uh, I read. I did read an article. I can't. I thought it was just like. Well, I know they there, always you know. wanted to use Loki because Loki is the first villain that the Avengers faced, and they wanted to stay true to that. Right. He was in issue one, even though Captain America wasn't in issue one. They still wanted to stay true. Shh. I think someone needs an Avengers history lesson. So a lot of shit has happened in the Avengers. 
a lot. This it's comic's been out for about 50 years. Yeah. So there's a lot of shit that's happened in the Avengers. Um, <clears throat> there's no way that we could give you a complete history of the Avengers. That's that's not going to happen. But we could we could sort of glaze over it. A little bit. Just, just give you a little iced, sexy, frosting glaze. Well, how about the founding members? Because I don't think Captain America was one of them. Captain America was not. What? The first Avenger. The as first Avenger. So boldly proclaims. As in he was the first Avenger in the 50s, a one-man Avenger? Basically, a little bit like shortly after the formation of uh, the Fantastic Four, Loki came down and was like trying to instigate shit, like he is in the movie, obviously. Um, although in this, he actually came down specifically to use the Hulk to draw out his brother Thor. That went down, but uh, Iron Man, the Wasp, and Ant-Man all showed up, and they helped Thor out. And they were like, cool. We're the Avengers. Yeah. And you know we why they called the Avengers? Joined. Because it sounds dramatic. That's literally that the Wasp came up with the name because, quote-unquote, because it sounded dramatic. Wait, when did she uh, When did she marry Ant-Man? Did that come for a while? Was she? Was she originally... When they first introduced the Avengers, was she married to Ant-Man then, or was it just like... No, I think... No, they later, I think, developed a relationship. Ah, uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't born then, Craig. Well, damn you for not <laughs> being born yet. Um, that so, sucks. So, yeah. They, they, they formed the group. Tony Stark gave him his mansion. Was like, this is Avengers Mansion. Let's Hells yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll be like, what? And then the Hulk Hanging was out in like, the Stark Mansion. The Hulk was like, fuck this, I'm out. He went to India or something. <laughs> no, I don't think he went to India. Well, Hulk or, or Banner? Both. Well, which one was he when he was like, fuck this? <laughs> I'm leaving. it's very important. <laughs> if someone's going to be in the room with me <laughs> saying, me. fuck this, <laughs> I'd very I much prefer if, well, it to be Banner. If it was the Hulk, he's just like, I'm bored. I want to smash shit. I'm moving. Or if it was Banner's, like, I got to get away from you guys. I think it was, like, he was, like, I'm too unstable. I, I keep fucking things up. And he, so the Hulk left because he, he couldn't be an Avenger. So he then was it was as Bruce Banner. Yeah. <laughs> it was a reasoned decision, I think. Yeah. Rawr. Rawr. Yeah, you don't let me smash enough things. Hulk, no smash. <laughs> I don't like that rule. <laughs> that rule sucks. So Hulk left, and then eventually they found Captain America frozen in big old black eyes. Because, as we know, that works. You people could just you know be frozen Have and wake up from Encino it. Man? I gauge reality by Pauly Shore movies. That's that's <laughs> kind of my reference point for. Like, that's a really horrible way to go about life. Oh man, dude! But, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. I got jury duty next week. Dude, it's gonna oh be my awesome. god. They gave Captain America founding member status, even though he didn't found shit. Yeah, he's the first Avenger. He's the first superhero. See. Just like this is our first rawr, episode. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Then the Avengers decided they needed a break, and they did. They was, they were too stressed out. Everyone except for Captain America resigned. As a superhero, as Avengers. Or, like, so, but were they still like doing their own shit in their own in their own backyard, saving people and well, stuff? Yeah, Marvel's got to make money. So Iron Man was still parading about by himself, <laughs> like, but it's too much stress to yeah. do it with a group. 
This is too much stress, man. They won't listen to me. I just want another drink. I, I gotta go battle familiar foes. He he left because they were telling him I he had to go to AA. I drunk. Like I can. And he's like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah. I'm going to my Very mansion. Oh, by the way, that mansion you can't use anymore. Captain America's like, "What the fuck, guys? Everyone quit." So he uh, recruits a couple replacements. And you got he's like, "Nah, dude, I was the first Avenger." Now I'm the last Avenger. I'm not going out. <laughs> and now like I'm the that. first Avenger of this new founding Avengers team. <laughs> he so he hires three new members: Hawkeye, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch. They're all three ex-villains. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are Magne- Magneto's children. Hawkeye. Well, he was originally a villain. I think he fought uh, Iron Man. I think maybe. So, yeah, then a whole bunch of people, you know, come and go. Like, the Avengers becomes what it is. This huge cast, this revolving door of heroes. Yeah. And then the U.S. government starts paying a little more attention to them. In uh, a good way or a bad way? I think a little bit both. That's when it signs the agents who – we didn't talk about this about the movie, but Coulson, Coulson? best part of the movie. Eventually – so the the U.S. government's got their agents looking after him, and uh, eventually I think the Vision is, like, the chairman of the Avengers, and he petitions them to put together the West Coast Avengers, you know, to moderate the West Coast. Okay. So that's where the West Coast Avengers came from. He sends Hawkeye out to L.A., and he's like, put together a team. Hawkeye makes a reality show out of it. and uh, Did it have anything to do with Bachelors or Roses? This is what happens when superheroes – Stop being friendly neighborhood superheroes. And start, start getting, getting real. real. Was oh, Puck was in it? Puck? The Miz? Oh, Puck, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it was Hawkeye, Mockingbird, who was his wife, uh, Iron Man, Wonder Man, and Tigra. Oh, okay. So Hawkeye didn't care that um, they were having a lunatic drunk uh, scientists on their team, Playboy. One of the founding members of the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Hawkeye was like, nah, nah, um, dude. Iron Man, you can't be on my crew. Yeah, you can't be in the Avengers, dude. He's like, oh really? Where did you, you guys hang much. out? Where did you guys hang out when we were doing stuff? Huh? My place. So I guess Vision at some point was like, you know what? I'm gonna take over the world. Some aspirations there. In, yeah, in a, in a benevolent way. That's like. But the government didn't like that. No? No. I'm shocked. So obviously the government didn't trust Get out of here. Anymore. So yeah, after the government started taking an interest in the Avengers and, you know, like giving them less and less access and power than they had allowed them, they just had a whole string of bad luck and the Avengers mansion was destroyed. Oh, Eventually shit. there weren't any active East Coast Avengers. Well, that's good. It's good. That there weren't any active Avengers when the mansion went down. No, no, I think that happened after <laughs> the mansion went down. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, well, at least nobody got hurt. <laughs> um, a lot of people actually got hurt. In the destroying it, of the mansion? These writers had, ri- had issues to sell. People were getting um, hurt all the time. Okay. Um. <laughs> so Captain America then started up the Avengers again. Of course. He summoned all the former Avengers and allies, and he was like, listen, you're all on call. And they're like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, we got our main team, but you're all on call. 
then he took the Avengers and was like, all right, UN, we want to work for you like we worked for the U.S. And the UN's like, all right, cool. So they pledged their allegiance to the UN. They were like, damn it, we pledge our allegiance to the United Nations. We're Earth's mightiest heroes, not just America's. <laughs> Bravo. Captain America's like, hmm. Well, sure, I guess technically. But I mean, okay. Earth <laughs> didn't defeat Hitler, did, did she? <laughs> and the Avengers are like, Captain America, stop being a. Why are you always a dick? Captain America. Captain America, <laughs> huh? Look at this letter on my forehead. So it was good timing because then eventually this big a uh, big uh, alien war broke out. Oh, and, uh, that's it. Both sides of the, yeah, that's it. Like that's another it. day. Yeah. yeah. Um, both sides of the dispute used the utilized this uh, wormhole that passed through our solar system. The constant traffic kind of threw our sun off balance. Seems plausible. The Avengers got involved because. They were like, look, this has to stop. You're throwing our sun off balance. That's going to fuck everything up for us. Yeah, we're, and, you know, trying to help the Earth. Yeah. And you're and fucking up the yeah, Earth. That doesn't help so, the Earth. Like, no matter what way you look at it. So, so they tried to solve it. it diplomatically. And then the leader, like, uh, there was two races, the Shi'ar and the Kree. And I guess the Skrulls were involved in some way. But it was a war between the, Sh- the Shi'ar and the Kree, I guess. And uh, their leader is kind of like this, like, manufactured like biological intelligence i don't know and it decides to destroy all almost all of its people to like accelerate the evolution of the survivors and the avengers are like uh how do we deal with this what (laughs) yeah so iron man and a few other members choose to execute the supreme intelligence that holds them in violation of the no-killing rule. That kind of s- puts little seeds of contempt. Wait, so they got in trouble for killing it? Yeah, I guess, like, it, it just, like, uh, caused um, dispute among, you know, amongst the Avengers and everything because they had no-killing policy. And but does that count? Yeah, I mean, they killed. What do you mean, does it count? Well, wasn't it, like, it, it wasn't like a being. It, it wasn't was. like... It was a being. What was this thing? Like, it was a, like... They, like, made it out of all the greatest minds of their people or something. It seems like... Put them together uh, into one being. Freak show to me. <laughs> That's o- it's like it's okay <laughs> to kill freaks. I mean... <laughs> like, Frankenstein, it was okay to kill him. He wasn't real. <laughs> Who's the real monster? I think you totally <laughs> missed the point of Frankenstein. So later, um, they, they shut down the West Coast Avengers... So, you know, we're skipping over a lot of stuff where the Avengers are just fighting different um, things, different bad guys, different villains, different conflicts. It's There's a lot of stuff that happens. We're, we're hitting the important things. Eventually, Kang the Conqueror, time traveler, completely destroys the UN building in New York City as a declaration of war on the planet. So the Avengers team up with, like, the United States, like, sent, uh, Sentinel robots. They Oh, those Sentinels? Yeah, the Sentinels. And, uh... And they launch an attack against Kang, but they totally fail. And the Earth is just straight fucked up, homie. So eventually the Wasp, the current leader, 
of the Avengers at the time surrenders to Kang on behalf of like the United States. So Earth's fucked. And yeah, Earth is totally fucked. And of course, after this they convoluted so series of events, they save the Earth and go back to Earth and rebuild it and defeat King the Conqueror. Oh, oh. You didn't see that one coming, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I definitely did not expect the good guys to win. So that happens. Eventually, the real interesting thing happens. Krona from the DC Universe starts going around through different universes, destroying entire universes, just flying around, I guess, the multiverse. Was that like some supposed to be some sort of metaphor? Like, you DC people. No. That really happened. Eventually, he gets to the Marvel Universe. And the Grandmaster's there no, waiting DC, for him. No, DC. Don't destroy our universe. <laughs> and, yes, and the Grandmaster's... You guys are evil. The Grandmaster's like, <laughs> look, how about a game? And he's like, if I win, you spare our universe. And if you win, I'll introduce you to somebody that's witnessed creation. Which is Galactus. I don't know how that works. I don't know how something that's exists witness creation creation yeah if anything exists it's post-creation like if nothing's been created nothing exists and nothing can exist it's a conundrum so chrono from the dc universe uh accepts uh the grandmaster's challenge the avengers are summoned to represent chrono and the justice league is summoned to represent the grandmaster so Marvel made a um, comic of them having to save their world. Well, it was a joint Marvel and DC comic. It was Justice League versus Avengers. It, well, what's weird here is the Grandmaster is trying to save the Marvel Universe. Right. Krona from the DC Universe is trying to destroy the Marvel Universe. But the Avengers are summoned to help Krona. And the Justice League is summoned to help Grandmaster. So the Justice League, if the Justice League wins, the Marvel Universe is spared. If the Avengers win, then... The Marvel Universe is destroyed, and Krona gets to meet Galactus. So then Marvel's the bad guys. <laughs> so they, they're pitting a game against each other where they have to go search for 12 items of power. Because that's what I and any sane person wants to see when you pit the two most popular and powerful superhero teams of all time against each other. On a treasure hunt? Scavenger hunts. Scavenger hunts. That's brilliant. Well, those were great when I was six. And didn't have superpowers. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand the reasoning. Now listen to the items that they're supposed to find, okay? This okay. is their this is their scavenger list. The Spear of Destiny. Okay. I know what that is. The Spear that pierced Christ's side. The Book of Eternity. Mm. The Orb of Ra. I know who Ra is. I do. The Psycho Pirate's Medusa Mask. Okay. The bell, jar, and wheel of the Demons 3. Okay. The Green Lantern power battery of Kyle Rayner. Okay, the lamp. Makes sense. <laughs> the ultimate nullifier. The evil eye of Avalon. The wand of Watumb. Which sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Watumb. What it's probably a Dr. Seuss book they have to find, yeah. Uh, the Casket of Ancient Winters. That's probably a Dr. Seuss book, too. <laughs> Dude, in his existential phase. Yeah, he was, he was kind of pissed off at the world. Depression and <laughs> in some difficult times. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Cosmic Cube. 
and the, the cosmic cube. Gems. Did you say the cosmic cube? Yes. Okay. And the infinity gems. So that's the Spear of Destiny, the Book of Eternity, the Orb of Ra, the Psycho Pirate's Medusa Mask, the Bell Jar and Wheel of the Demons Three, the Green Lantern Power Battery of Kyle Rayner, the Ultimate Nullifier, the Evil Eye of Avalon, the Wand of Watum, the Casket of Ancient Winters, the Cosmic Cube, and the Infinity Gems. What if they're just like... That sounds like the most metal playlist of all time. Yes. Now, this is just like... I've never read this, okay? I've, I've read a summary of it. And it, it just boggles my mind. When the Justice League shows up on Earth in the Marvel Universe, they're like, look at this shithole, dude. You guys haven't done anything to improve this place. <laughs> and then when the Marvel heroes show up in the DC Universe... They're like, holy crap, the Justice League are fascist dictators. So then they all fight because <laughs> comic books. Comic books. <laughs> That's what everybody was waiting to see, Batman right. versus Spider-Man. But, yeah, this their logic is brilliant. Then they all battle in the Savage Land, and Batman and Captain America figure it all out, and they show up and stop the battle, and... Captain America allows the Avengers to lose in order to save Earth. I don't know. It's it's all retarded. The two universe or the two universes get melded together by the Grandmaster who says he's trying to imprison Krona and Krona's trying to create a new big bang. It's an epic clusterfuck of retardedness. It ends with the Avengers and the Justice League fighting every one of their former villains. And then Krona gets turned into a cosmic egg that will hatch into a new universe in a trillion years. Huh? And they keep the egg at the Justice League Watchtower. I don't remember that. <laughs> so then at that point, the Avengers go through their behind-the-music phase once that's <laughs> all over. Yeah, and, I know what uh, you're talking about. Yeah. They're on the VH1s. <laughs> so the Jack of Hearts commits suicide, and then he's resurrected and used as a bomb to murder the second Ant-Man. Uh, Hawkeye and the Wasp start dating, which really pisses off Henry. And they're 60 by now. (laughs) (laughs) How do these people age? When Hawkeye and the Wasp starts dating, Henry Pym's pissed, needless to say. Um, An innocent civilian's killed while they're fighting the wrecking crew. The Scarlet Witch has, like, a mental breakdown, and she, like... Oh, yeah. Starts fucking everything up. She, like, becomes a threat or whatever, right? Yeah, she seduces Captain America and, like, Creates an army of aliens and Scarlet Witch, what a bitch! <laughs> Iron Man loses his position as the Secretary of Defense. She Hulk's arrested and jailed. The <laughs> UN <laughs> Vegas jail. <laughs> the UN severs ties with the Avengers. Thor left to go like participate in Ragnarok or some shit. And uh, Vision and Hawkeye die. The mansion's destroyed. The Avengers are disbanded. And then it finds out it was all a dream, and that was Earth 2. No, it was a real universe. Oh, that was full-on Earth? Earth 616, I think it's called, actually. Earth, you're thinking DC. Yeah. Well, I mean the same thing. I think the Marvel general canon is referred to as Earth 616. Because we're so modest that we're not the original? Yeah, we're not Earth (laughs) We're not Earth Prime? Yeah, it just (laughs) happens to be... The 616th Earth, I guess, by whoever labeled it. <laughs> that person that discovered the fact that there's infinite Earths? Yeah, whoever, whoever it was. <laughs> Named was it 661. from our universe. So. 6613? 
616, I think. 616. Months later, there's this big prison break. That occurs. That sort of inspires the formation of the new Avengers, which is uh, when, like, Spider-Man and Wolverine join the fray and uh, Luke Cage. Daredevil turns it down. Of course. He's got law to do. Daredevil's, yeah, he's just that kind of guy. The government doesn't really like him. And they p- end up passing, the, they, they don't really like the new Avengers and all the new recruits. So they pass the Superhuman Registration Act, which uh, splits the superhuman community. And that's when the Civil War starts. Civil War! I'm assuming you really like this this story. Arc. Um, Well, it's the one I know the best because I, it's uh, Ultimate Alliance 2's gameplay. Oh, okay. Iron Man leads one side, the side of the law. And Captain, Captain America, America leads the rebels. Yeah. And uh, eventually Captain America is assassinated. Um, there's the whole scroll invasion. They infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, the government ends up blaming Tony Stark because he was kind of the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time. Right. Disband S.H.I.E.L.D. Norman Osborn is placed as head of... That uh, seems right. Yeah. Because... You know, it's like... Oh, that was the oh the Green Goblin. Yeah, you could be the head of Shield. You're not insane. They were like, "Are you mad? We'll never put a mass murderer in a position of power in the government, sir, sir." This is comic books. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, I forgot comic books. Okay. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, Norman Osborn. He puts together the new Avenger or new team of not the new Avengers, but a new team of Avengers, not the quote unquote new Avengers. What is this like, Dark Avengers? Yeah, they're referred to as the Dark Avengers. Like they're not right. in universe referred to as the Dark Avengers, but that's what the name of their okay. series was called. Yeah, and that's uh, Spider-Man. There is Venom, meaning he's called Spider-Man according to the official government Avengers. The new Spider-Man is Venom. The new Hawkeye is Bullseye. Okay. Uh, the new Miss Marvel is Moonstone. The new Captain Marvel is No Bar. The new Wolverine is Wolverine's son, Dokken, Dakin, however that's pronounced. And um, then Sentry and Ares are also on the team. So pretty much all villains. Yeah, because the government's like, sure. And that's the one that the government trusts. And Barack Obama right? is president during all this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm not voting for him. How <laughs> did he you allow Barack? this to happen? You, what? I was totally, you know what? I was going to vote for him. You know, this isn't about politics you know like i can't vote for somebody that would allow and you were like oh captain america no you're too dangerous bullseye yeah that makes sense venom he's not destruction incarnate no (laughs) and then you know loki shows up of course because he's got to show up and fuck with everything of course he manipulates he wouldn't be loki then right he manipulates uh osborne into attacking and invading asgard Captain America is resurrected at some point because, of course, Marvel can't keep anyone dead. He led the new Avengers in defense of Asgard. You know, obviously they won. They convinced the government. The government's like, look, what were we thinking? They got rid of Norman Osborn. Steve Rogers reassembled the Avengers, and the heroic age began. Well, that was a brief summary. A brief, very brief. Of the Avengers history. Woo! So there's been tons of people in the Avengers, right? Obviously. 
we heard all about it. Oh, yeah. You can make a list of your top nine Avengers. I not only can, but I have. My top nine Avengers. Top, top nine, nine Avengers. You know, I, I could have used, like, an effect on your voice if you, if you thought we should, uh... Whatever. <laughs> Just go with it. It is an effect. It's right. the Craig effect. All right, and now... This is my personal list, so a lot of the major players associated with Avengers aren't going to be in here. They're all awesome. I'm. This isn't the top nine best Avengers. This is my top nine favorite Avengers. There's a difference. Yes, a big difference. You're not going to hear all of them in there, obviously. I'm only picking nine out of over 100 of uh, superheroes that have been on the team. My number nine, Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman's just kind of cool. Which, wasn't there more than one Spider-Woman? There was. Um, Jessica Drew, the new Spider-Woman. Okay. Spider-Woman in general. They're both on the Avengers, too. So you know what? Either of them. Either of them. <laughs> the character name in general. That character. Spider-Woman, no matter who it is. Mainly because it isn't so much about the personal character that plays it. I liked Spider-Woman because it was a chick version of Spider-Man. That's all it was. And you know what? That's not shallow at all because this. You want to know how they created Spider Woman? Sure. This is a direct quote from Stan Lee. I suddenly realized that some other company may quickly put out a book like that and claim they have the right to use the name. And I thought we'd better do it real fast to copyright the name. <laughs> so we just batted one quickly, and that's exactly what happened. I wanted to protect the name because it's the type of thing some women else might say. Hey, why don't we put out a Spider-Woman? They can't stop us. You know, years ago we bought out Wonder Man, and DC sued us because they had Wonder Woman. And I said, okay, I'll discontinue Wonder Man. And all of a sudden they got Power Girl. <laughs> oh, boy, how unfair. <laughs> you got to love Stanley. Stanley's <laughs> awesome. Fucking shit. I love that, man. So the fact that I like Spider-Woman just because she's a hotter version of Spider-Man is not shallow at all. That's pretty much what she's that she created was. to be. What if Spider-Man was a hotter version of Spider-Woman? Well, I'm sure to some people he is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like Gwen Stacy, for example. Mary Jane. All right. Number eight. My number eight is Hellcat. Do you Hellcat. know who Hellcat is? I, um, a little, no. more, a little I, more obscure. She has the bright yellow costume, black mask, cat, red, bright red hair. She's like a cat, but she's a human. Um, yeah, now, she, she's got an interesting story. Um, her name's Patsy Walker. And apparently, way before she was a superhero, she debuted in the 1940s as a star of these, like, romantic comedy, like, Betty and Veronica-esque comics. Uh, with names such as, like, Patsy Walker, Patsy and Hetty. Apparently her best friend's name was Hetty. Uh, Patsy and her pals, a date with Patsy, shit like that. Okay. And I, then I can see it. She graduated high school, moved on to the career world. The series lasted a long time, and eventually started working as Beast's lab assistant. Uh huh. Beast from the X Men. That Beast. And then was like, you know what? I want to be a superhero. I'm not satisfied with my marriage. Literally, this isn't like this is part of her story arc. This is not me being funny. Like she's she's not satisfied with her marriage, so she steals one of Tigra's old costumes and becomes a superhero. 
and then she ends up marrying the son of Satan. Oh, Lu- oh, Lucifer's son. Yeah, uh, the Antichrist. Hellstrom, Damien Hellstrom. And uh, then she goes crazy and kills herself at some point, and like, I don't know, she gets resurrected with, with power she got <laughs> in hell. It's a pretty good. I'd have to say, you know, she 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 went pretty far from being a uh, romantic comedy high school comic character. Peppy teenager. Yeah. Number seven, my number seven favorite Avenger is Luke Cage. Awesome. Luke Cage is the shit. Luke Cage. <laughs> I love how he like his persona at first was just kind of like a uh, like stock character black exploitation. Yeah, stereotype. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, and it actually grew and it evolved far away from that. He's one of the most like, awesome. prominent and like well fleshed out Avengers yeah. now. Like and I, I love that. That's he's he's dope, dude. He's It's awesome. funny how he's a mercenary for hire but he was only worked for the good guys. <laughs> right? <laughs> he was like I'm a mercenary. For the good guys. Hell yeah, dude. That is awesome, dude. He's <laughs> the shit, dude. Luke Cage is the shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and definitely. That'd, that'd be cool to see him in one of the new Avengers movies. I, I think he's one of the characters they should rush to. Maybe Avengers 3. Let's I want to see Spider-Man that'd in be Avengers cool. 2. You know that um, Nicolas Cage, you know how he was uh, Francis Ford Coppola's, uh, was he his nephew? Is he? Something like that. Was he his son? I don't think he's his son. I, didn't I think he's his nephew. No, he was Nicholas Cage. Yeah, he the changed his person. name. Yeah, the awful actor. <laughs> he the awful person. He, said. <laughs> he changed his name to separate himself so people wouldn't think he got famous because of his uncle or something. Oh. And he got his last name from Luke Cage. Cool. Literally, like I Luke Cage was did like, did not know Here, that Nicholas Cage take my name. But uh, no, he, he named himself after it, and then named his kid after Superman. What a fucking nutcase. His kid's name's Cal. Kal-El. Kal-El. You didn't know that He either? used the whole name. You didn't I can know see that? Cal. What? Yeah, Nicolas Cage's son is named yeah, Kal-El. Fuck you, Nicolas Cage. Number six, Moon Knight. Moon Knight is the shit. I am a huge, like, ancient Egyptian mythology buff. Like, I love ancient Egyptian mythology. Um, Moon Knight gets his powers from a statue of the Egyptian moon god, uh, Kansu. Yeah. Moonlight's cool. Moon Knight's cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're both cool. Moonlight and Moon Knight. Um, he's a former boxer, a U.S. Marine, a CIA operative, mercenary. He's got multiple personalities. He's got super strength that he got from a werewolf fight interacting with the silver in his armor and the ancient Egyptian <laughs> god powers that he so can that draw from the moon. Oh, and that stuff that he can... He yeah. can work at night, you know. He's like lunar power. That is dope. Sho- shoves his staff like right in there. He's like lunar power. Yeah, that dude's a shit. He's, He's a member of the cool. secret Avengers, not the regular Avengers. But that counts. Counts. He's an Avenger. An yes. Avengers, an Avenger. Yeah, he works with Steve Rogers. But the young Avengers count. And they're not on my list. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, number five, Clint Barton, aka. Hawkeye or Ronan. Hawkeye's awesome. Ronin. Um, I'm, I'm a Hawkeye fan. Yeah. He's cool. You know, my, like, uh, appreciation for Hawkeye didn't even um, come from the comics or anything. As a kid, like, I was aware he was a comic character. I didn't have any of his comics. Didn't ever really – I maybe saw him in a few comics, but not enough to really have a grasp for him. It was the arcade game. I played the arcade cool. game. Yeah. Pizza Hut and shit. That's who I like to choose. My friends chose Iron Man – 
Captain right, America right. and shit. I liked Hawkeye. I thought he was dope. He's got a bow and arrow. I always thought bow and arrows were cool. So, yeah. Maybe in Avengers 2, he actually has a role. Wink, wink. All right. So, number four. Black Panther. Black Panther's the shit. Stan Lee actually said he's the next one that he wants to oh, see yeah? in the movies. That's so, cool. Yeah, he also That's said he wants stuff. to see Spider-Man, but as far as a new, like... And I think they can do that because there's no movie, so get on it. That'd be dope. He's got his own nation. He's the leader of uh, <laughs> Wakanda. Mm-hmm. He's got mystical powers and, um, like, cutting-edge technology. And an awesome suit. Yeah, made of, um, what's it called? Vibranium. Oh, is that the stuff? Yeah, not as strong as adamantium, but, but it's pretty. Shit. It's pretty good stuff. Totes strong. We don't. We don't like to brag, but our vibranium. Take a hint, James Cameron, on how to name how to name <laughs> fictional elements. Yeah. Unobtainium. Because they couldn't obtain it. Get it. Vibranium, get it. adamantium. Come on, dude. It's not tough. You can. All right, into the top three. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number three. Th- okay, we're gonna move on. We got get that hate for James Cameron's I out there. Number three, beasts. And he's a huge presence in the Avengers now, and I think that's really yeah. cool. He was always one of my favorite X Men. Um, I think he even fits in better with the Avengers. Like it's awesome. I guess because he's a misfit, you know. But uh, Maybe. as a kid, you know, I loved um, I loved monsters as a kid, and I loved like the smart characters in shows like the scientist characters I was a big like Egon Spangler fan right and uh so you were a Billy from Power Rangers fan um no I like <laughs> the Green Ranger oh even Billy was a little too douchey <laughs> for me as a kid <laughs> yeah and Beast it was so cool to me to see the big monster character that would normally be a snarling like idiot you know uh like a raging idiot it was so well spoken and articulate and intelligent and he was like the resident scientist for the X-Men. So yeah, he's a genius. Yeah, I, I love that. And uh, the, the Beast from the 90s animated show, like, I'll always, like, picture. That was, like, the perfect Beast. Kelsey Grammer did a good job in the movies, but, like, that was a perfect. That was great. That's what I picture, too. Kelsey Grammer was one of the highlights of the X-Men series, so. But for the most part, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. When good. I was a child, I, I didn't like Star Trek. I don't, I'm still not a Star Trek fan. I thought but he was as a Professor child, X. I was like, that dude is going to play Professor X when they make a movie. And I yeah. was right. I, I, we talked about it, my friends and everything. We all agreed. And it happened. Everyone knew it. He knew it. He was like, I'm going to play Professor X someday. <laughs> he saw his he son reading it, and he was like, excuse me. What is that you're looking at there? <laughs> X-Men. Well, I say, I'm going to play that man someday. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> Number two. Maya Lopez. Jennifer Lopez? Echo. Echo. From Daredevil. Oh, okay. Uh, also Ronin at times, just like Clint Barton. Second time Ronin showed up. She is the shit, dude. I'm not even a big Daredevil fan. Well, you know what a Ronin is, don't you? Oh, uh, yeah, a samurai yeah. that doesn't have a master. Rogues. I, oh, man, she is so cool. She's like a deaf Native American chick that's got, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I've never Spends. been a Daredevil fan, but she's just so cool. Like, I, she's such an awesome character. She's dope. The Vision Quest, it's like a uh, Daredevil, like, Echo series. Some of the most beautiful, like, art in a comic book. It's awesome. Awesome. 
Alright. Number one. I think I know where you're going with this. My number one? Yeah. I would like to think I know. I'm sure you do. My number one is my favorite superhero. Okay. Spider-Man. Absolutely. My favorite superhero is on the Avengers. Of course, he's going to be my number one. I'm sure the listeners aren't <laughs> privy to this knowledge, but Spider-Man is like my favorite Bob superhero. He's like Bob from Batman. You, you are my number one. Oh, Bob. The Joker's Bob. <laughs> yeah, Joker's okay. number one. I was like, who is Bob? Oh. You are my number one. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, that's how Willem Dafoe says it. Spider-Man. <laughs> What what is there to say about Spider Man? What is there to say? That a hasn't been things. said. I, 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 but nothing to say to summarize it in a paragraph. Why is my number one? Why is he my number one? Because he's the shit. Spider Man is my favorite superhero. He's the shit. Him and Batman go Marvel and DC. Spider Man and Batman. But like, that's Spider Man, number one. That's all there is to say. And, and by the way, death matches, Spider Man versus Batman would be awesome. Death match. To watch a fight between them. I don't want to see them kill each other. <laughs> Why Maybe not? just the regular old Somebody fight. has to win. Yeah, they don't have to kill each other to win. Sure. Why not? Well, sure, <laughs> meaning sure they could well, kill Batman each other to win. Batman obviously win. A talk for another day. I don't have an Avengers list. Next week, the episode, Justice League. Yes. A Justice League episode. And I'm going to have a top nine Justice League members for you. Which I will not have. And um, for the record, we're going to say Marvel can suck it because I'm bringing brand warfare into this. I don't know. Apparently, he's going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Who well, can I suck like it? I like I like Marvel, but Marvel can still suck it. And so, from the secret room, I'm Craig Lewis. I'm Nathan Capacer. Thanks for listening. supposed to have our best influence but or they're supposed to have best intentions towards us they're supposed to be in our best interest they're supposed to have our best interests at heart <laughs> cover that shit we'll cover that shit up like it was a zombie virus no one will know cover-ups editing snip. already happening <laughs>